Buenos días. Sabah al-Khair. Bonjour. Bonjour. Again, it's a, it's a joy and, and a privilege to be with you again. Uh, next month of August, we will be remembering that 14 years ago we came for the very first time to Boise. So in, we cross our, our path with the Gamble family in San Jose, Costa Rica, the Switzerland of Latin America. I say this with, with humility. And then we were looking to improve our English, which we are still trying to improve. And, and Laura told us that why not come into Idaho? So the first thing that I did was exploring where Idaho is. And then we came, and since then it's been um, a joyful journey together, the church and us serving among Muslims, with some of your fellow workers, I already, I was already in touch with Dan Brown and and Tom and others in through Frontiers, so it's been a lovely, a lovely journey. One word of caution: English is my second language, so I promise that I'm going to destroy your language this morning. So I was sharing the word here in a, in a church in town, Grace Bible Church. And when I finished my message, one of the elders came to me and told me, Alan, you know, when you were preaching, something familiar came to my mind. And then I closed my eyes and I thought, oh my God, Antonio Banderas is preaching in our church. (laughs) And this is what is going to happen. So the difference is that Antonio Banderas is rich and handsome. (laughs) I am just handsome. Yes. Yeah. So let's go to, to Romans. And when, when Dan Brown was sharing this very morning about Romans 15, I almost had a, a heart attack. Because we were going to explore the very same passage. Praise God, he began on 20, 23, 24 uh, onwards. But I'm going to begin on 15 and on verse 14 and onwards. So... Seems like we, we were planning everything. But I'm Latin American, I didn't plan anything. <laughs> so, Romans 15. We live in Jordan, in Amman, in, in the Middle East. And it's been just a, a glorious experience. We used to serve as the directors of a Latin American Mission Society... A family of about 170, 160 missionaries from 21 Latino countries, from Argentina to Mexico, serving among Muslims, which has been a very important passion for the Spanish-speaking, Portuguese-speaking church in the world, uh, in, in Latin America, serving to the world. So, and the Muslim world um, has been a passion for our churches. In, 90, in 1987, Dr. Don McCurry, I don't know if you know him, came to Costa Rica to teach Introduction to Islam. And that was the place when, when I found my wife. And then immediately we fell in love. So, and then we began our journey towards the Muslim world. 
And that has been our passion now for almost 30 years. We are so grateful for what the Lord has been doing among them. Maybe more Muslims have been coming to the Lord during the last few decades in the Muslim world than during the previous thousand years. But still today, there's 1.6 billion Muslims expecting a chance to hear the gospel for the very first time. So the Muslim world remained for some of us as, as a big priority for deploying teams from the global church. Thank you. The second thing that I want to say this morning is, thank you for the map. Close it. We being witness of a big change in, in world missions, and I just like to remember that the global missionary movement is more diverse today than never, never before. So during the last couple of decades, literally people, believers from every corner of the world have been joining the mission forces. So it is not strange to, today to be working with Europeans and Americans, that, that, that has been the classic model. And then today you may have in the Middle East Nigerians coming to evangelize to the Middle East. I was sharing with Nicholas Ivins that a few months ago we, we've received a delegation of Chinese people in, in Amman, Jordan, and they were exploring the Arab world, world in order to have Chinese missionary teams in the whole area. And I had extreme privilege to be with them in Beijing and Shanghai, sharing the Latin American journey with the Chinese journey. So, and, and, and I was so amazed how our very humble experience in a very tiny country in the Latin world could be a blessing for believers in China, dreaming the same dream of reaching the Muslim world. That was a privilege, a great privilege. Or sharing with our Nigerian friends in Lagos, and, and seeing them just projecting their, their passion from, from the black African countries to the Muslim world. It, we are living a new day, and that is changing the face and the shape of the church at the global level. But my, my ultimate surprise, even though I knew that there was believers in the other world, in our new role, we, we, have, we have moved from PMI, a Latin mission, to another agency called Partners International, working with national believers, in my case, North Africa, Middle East, and Peninsula. So the last couple of years, I, my job has been knowing, serving, identifying Arab Muslim background believers dreaming to reach Muslims. And then I was, I was in Algeria a few months ago with a, a local a group of believers from Berber background, Kabylian Berbers. And then we were talking. I was there. I was sit down there just amazed about the number of former Muslims embracing faith in Jesus among Kabylians in Algeria. Maybe more than 200,000 Kabylians are today worshiping the name of Jesus with you and me. And 40 years ago, they were pure Muslims. And then when we were there, by the end of our conversation, I, just, I, was, I was just trying to express our sympathy with, with their church. And I said, brothers, how can I help you? How can we help you, the global church, to you, the Kabylians? And then they said, brother Alan, we have heard 
that some of you from Latin America have been creating missionary structures in order to send Latinos overseas. Well, now with the Kabilians, we are dreaming to create our first mission society in order to, to send Kabilian Algerians to the rest of the Muslim world. So, and we, yes, Gloria a Dios, praise God. So, and then I was just amazed seeing these Kabilians, and, and they are going to have difficulties, I know, with ups and downs and problems and language learning, the same thing that everybody is almost facing living cross-culturally. But even though it was just amazed for me, and they said, we want to baptize our mission society with the name of Algerians for World Missions. So we are living in a new day. And finally, I'm going to be at the text soon, I promise. But I'm living in one week, so if you got offended, I'm not going to be here. So, nena, si me regalas un poquito de agua, se me olvidó el agua ahí. So, and we have now... the, the most recent picture is having the Muslim world coming to the West. And when Asher was sharing that we are national workers, I thought, I'm going to suggest that maybe Patricia and I and the Dinkons, we could be local workers rather than national workers. You know, that was for free. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so... And now, at the same time that we are dreaming to deploy missionary teams from the global church in every single people group among Muslims, God is bringing some of these people groups to us. So, I just love to see more Americans going to the field. You have not finished yet, my friends. There's a global church with different colors and tastes. But the American church is still, is still have a responsibility in order to send more workers among the unreached. It's in the Bible, so we have to do it. But you are going to have Latino salsa music besides you on the missions field. So it's not, it's not going to be very boring. So, but now God is bringing Muslim to us. And I am, we are praying for you. What we are going to do with the missions field that the Lord is bringing to the backyard of our homes here in the United States. And we can, uh, I am totally with you that we have to improve the screening process maybe in order to be wise about the people coming to the country. But we are living one of the largest migration waves in human history. The globalization of migration. People from every corner of the world seeking for new opportunities for life. There's no way to stop the wave of immigrants coming globally to every corner of the world. They are coming even to Costa Rica, just to say something. (laughs) What we are going to do, we don't have the right to call the others our enemies. They are a mission field and and God loves them with, with, with passion. The blood of Jesus is for them as well. And I am talking with, I am talking with citizens of the kingdom of God. Our first 
citizenship is the citizenship of the kingdom. I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm living in one week. Okay, Romans. So, finally I'm using glasses. It says, 14 to 23, 24, Paul says, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters in Rome, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. I'm reading the NIV. It's very, very easy to read for me. Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles, the nations, might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And we were hearing from Dan this morning that at that point, Paul was carrying an offering for the poor people in Jerusalem, and he was planning to go back there. But at the same time, he was doing some plans in order to project his new phase of ministry towards Spain. And he was maybe in age of retirement, but he was, he was still planning to do something for the kingdom. So, and Paul was totally convinced that he was a priest for the name of Jesus, was a minister of the gospel, and that his obedience was going to bring nations as an offering to the Lord. There's no clue in Paul. There's no, there's no evidence. There's no presence of doubt in Paul about the power of the name of the Lord Jesus. He is the one that said in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2 that, the, that there's no other mediator between God and man, just the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm translating from Spanish, so receive by faith. The translation, I mean. Well, the rest of the sermon as well. <laughs> so, he was totally convinced. And as my colleagues here living in China or in, in the Czech Republic or in the Muslim world, at the end of the day, it's about the name of Jesus. You, you can do many things. You, you could be creative preaching the gospel. But with my Muslim friends, after dialoguing or discussing about if, if Islam or Christianity... At the very end of our conversation, I told them, Mustafa, the thing that I know is that the Messiah has cleansed my sins, has, has changed my past, has changed my present, and He has changed my future. I am going to die as you are going to die. And I am going to wake up, but these my eyes are going to see the face of God someday. What about you? This is what Jesus did. Do you have the same conviction? And many times, just, you know, you can do many things. I found myself teaching Islamics to the Muslims. And sometimes trying to talk with them, I, I was, when they were trying to talk, I was saying, yes, yes, you are, now you are going to talk, uh, talk about the Trinity. Now you are going to talk about the Bible veracity. And finally they told me, no, no, I just have a question. So... But just giving the name of the Lord with the persuasion 
that, that his name is going to change lives and present the Gentiles as an offering to God was the driving force in the life of, the, of Paul the Apostle. And that is a clear message not just for missionaries. My kids are going to study in Europe, Lord willing, in Germany. We used to live in Spain, now we live in the Middle East. And then we were wondering to bring my, my kids to the U.S., but 30,000 U.S. dollars per year was, was a deception, you know. And, and then they are going to end it up in, in Germany studying. And we are preparing our kids to explain the reason of their faith to the European cultures, as we did with Muslim cultures. Persuaded that the name of Jesus is above all. So, let, let's keep moving. And then it says, Therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. So preaching and showing the gospel by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. And I know that every, everybody may have a map of the eastern part of the empire. But what Paul is saying is, is, is brutal. In a time when the means of communication were so simple, he is saying the eastern part of the empire have heard the good news of Jesus. And that's my first thought about the passage. Paul is introducing his ministry to the Roman church. He's looking for support from them, not just money support, as we are going to see later on. And one of the first things that Paul is doing is sharing his legacy. So the first word this morning for us is, is going to be legacy. And Paul was able to say, this is my contribution for the glory of God. From Jerusalem till Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the name of Jesus. And maybe there was some very new churches, but the pioneer, the pioneer work was already done. Legacy. I am the fruit of the work of missionaries in my life. You know, there's, there's been Americans in my life since I've been very young. And I have survived. <laughs> so there were Americans who preached me the gospel in San Jose, Costa Rica, 30-something years ago. American missionaries. And I guess I told you, we used to live very close to the Spanish Language Institute in San Jose, where many Americans came for language learning. Hundreds. And I just remember when I was a teenager making jokes of Americans learning the language. I already told you this, but I just enjoy remembering this. And we had about a hundred jokes about Americans learning Spanish. And I have enjoyed every one of those jokes. But now Arabs are making jokes of Latinos learning Arabic. So, missionaries were discipling me. Brother Dennis Smith from, from Idaho. He discipled us, my wife and I, for many years. He's with the Lord now. He passed away. He got cancer a few years ago. But he did a wonderful job with many young believers in San Jose. They did a wonderful job. Then in 1987 was a missionary, again from the States, that helped us to begin our first missionary society in San Jose. 
FEDEMEC, the Costa Rican Evangelical Mission Society. And then, about 91, 92, we got in touch with a crazy man. His name is Greg Livingston, the founder of Frontiers. And he was convincing a new generation of Latin Americans to go to the Muslim world. So it seems like I've been predestinated to work with Americans. <laughs> and they have blessed our lives in many ways. It's their legacy among us. Two years ago, I was in Turkey, in Antalya, the beautiful city of Antalya. Where is Jody and... That's for free as well, Turkey. Yeah. And in Antalya, I was attending a meeting of MBB, or Muslim Ground Believers from Central Asia. When, when I got to the hotel, and many of you or maybe were there already, there was about 300 people, some of them foreigners, but there was maybe a couple of hundred of MBBs from Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, and the other Stan countries. And there was a couple from Uzbekistan leading the worship. When they finished, and, and they were crossing the hall, I was, I was sit down at the hall. The two Uzbekis approached me and told me, Excuse me, sir, are you Latin American? And I said, well, depends. <laughs> you know, we Latins learn. So, and then I said, yes, I am. I am from Costa Rica. And then he, they said, we need to talk with you later on. When we were talking during the coffee time, they said, do you know, by chance, Gustavo Fallas and Alejandra Fallas? And Mayra Angiano, the, fa the family Fayas are from Costa Rica, and they got in Uzbekistan in 1992 from San Jose. And Mayra Angiano is a lady from Mexico City, and she was working in, in Tashkent at that time. By God's grace, they were sharing the gospel, and they were discipling Uzbekis. They opened a Spanish school in Tashkent, and we had the largest Spanish, uh, Spanish school in Central Asia, the largest one, because it was the only one. So, it was the largest one. And these Uzbekis were attending the Spanish Institute. We were sharing not just Spanish, but Latin American culture. We were teaching Uzbekis to dance salsa music. You have to this. You have to, to see this. They were worse than Europeans dancing. So, with all of my love and my respect, you know. Well, now I have a European passport, so. They came to the Lord, and we were planting churches among them. And these young couple were students of the Spanish school. So they, during the coffee time, they told me, we came to the kingdom with Gustavo, with Alejandra, with Myra, about 20 years ago. And they were kicked out in 2006 when the Uzbeki government were kicking every foreigner out. And then the, this brother told me, Alan, just tell Gustavo and Mayra that the church is still here and that we have not forgotten them. I have a daughter and the name of my daughter is Mayra as a way to remembering you. So then the sense of legacy, you know, a very humble legacy. We are from San Jose, Costa Rica. I said the Switzerland of Latin America, but the truth is that nobody knows where my country is. And these Costa Rican fellows and a Mexican lady, you're seeing the circle closing from the beginning of Uzbekis, former Muslims, and now leading churches in Tashkent, worshiping the name of the Lord and saying, please tell of our 
Costa Rican friends that we have not, we have not forgotten them. And the church is still here by the, for the glory of God. A sense of legacy. And we still have a lot, a, lot, a lot to do. And it is my prayer. I'm saying this to a missionary church. But just for my simple, non-scientific observation. I am just afraid that the American church is going to give, give up its missionary calling. Just for the present circumstances. But the Lord is still calling the American church to do a contribution. And it is not just money. We need, we need hot, hot bodies or hot blood. How do you say it? <laughs> well. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, am an, I am an, a stupid foreigner. You know. Well, hopefully they are going to be very hot as well. But we, we need the American church on our side. With, with your, your, your history, your presence, your mistakes and your benefits side by side. Maybe you are now not just the only one church doing missions. You are one among many. But we need you. We need you in the parade with Mexicans and Koreans and Costa Ricans and Nigerians and Arabs and Turkish and people from South India, all of them dreaming to reach the unreached with the gospel. It's a time of a new legacy. The whole, the whole missions world is changing before our eyes. And God is inviting us to be part of. So legacy is my first word. Paul is saying, brothers of Rome, I'm planning to go to Spain. This is my curriculum. I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Jesus from Jerusalem to Illyricum. That is my contribution for the glory of God. I have fulfilled my priestly duty of being a priest of the Lord, bringing the Gentiles of nations as an offering to the Lord. There is a lot, uh, still a lot of work to do. So secondly, and, and Dan did a wonderful job this morning. He put me in trouble. But I still love you, brother. So, it says, verse 20 and 20, 21, very, very famous. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I will not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. So, if first he was sharing his legacy from Jerusalem to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Jesus. Now he's saying, I am able to offer a legacy because I have been living under an ambition. In verse 20, this has been always my holy ambition to preach the gospel where his name is not known yet. So, there's legacy. Because he was living under a holy ambition to make the gospel available to everybody. Refugees in the U.S. Sharing the gospel with words and deeds. They are so afraid of us, my friends. We, we, we have some friends in Mafrak, some ladies, that some of their relatives are here in the West. Not just in the U.S., in Canada and in Europe. And these Muslim ladies are calling their friends in Mafrak 
crying because they don't feel at home here in Canada or Europe missing their home in Damascus. So, facing a new life. Today, my friends, this very morning, Mosul was liberated. I don't know if you read the news. Praise God. This very morning, and let's pray that it's going to be in that way. But how many people from Mosul are living in Jordan? Hundreds, maybe thousands. And some of them, that breaks my stereotypes of them. I've been complaining for years about the stereotypes that the people may have about Latinos. And I discover myself having stereotypes about Muslims. And then, these people from Mosul, we were having tea in one of these homes. Go all over the world and drink tea with Muslims. And they, and some of them were saying, we used to have a business in Mosul. I used to have a good work at the University of Mosul. I have properties, I have banking accounts, I have my car. And during the time when ISIS were, when they were invading the city, some of us just received the knocking of, of a door and the police telling us that we have to run. We have seen, we have seen our ladies rape, our, our belongings destroyed, and seen them stealing our properties. And now here we are in Jordan with, with nothing. So, and some of them saying, oh, how beautiful it was during the time of Saddam Hussein. So then it's been just changing my mind about what we can think. So it's just a privilege seeing them coming to the Lord. We were in a, in a, in a city close to Oman, Marca Church. And because Tommy and Melissa lived in Jordan, they know everything. So... We were at the Marca church, just gathered with some former Muslims. And what a surprise that when we, when we were talking with them, they were saying, you know, we have suffered a lot. We have lost our families and our, our, our belongings. But uh, Brother Alan, call us crazy. But we, at the end of the day, are so grateful with, with ISIS. And I said, how is that possible? You know, it's been horrible. But through these pains, we have come to the kingdom of God. Is because the current sufferings that now we are embracing salvation in the name of Jesus. Praise God for the sufferings. What a, what a message. I just remember this. this uh, muchas gracias, mi amor. I love you, honey. Okay. <laughs> the blood of the martyrs is, is the seat of the church. Do you remember that? And that is what, what is going on in several parts of the Muslim world today. There's suffering, there's persecution, there's a lack of workers. But the church of the Lord is growing among them like never before. We are seeing Muslims coming to Christ. Not always easy with up and downs, with problems, but they are coming. We need more workers and we need to proclaim the gospel now. Ambition. First is legacy. Secondly is ambition. And finally, and I'm just jumping some of the repetitions. Let's see. 
This is why I have often been hindered from coming to you. He, he was just preaching the gospel in the whole eastern part of the Roman Empire. But now there is no more place for me to work in these regions. And since I, I have been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to see you a while passing through and to have you assist me on my journey there to Spain. After I have enjoyed your company for a while. And then Paul is saying, saying, brothers of Rome, this is my legacy. I have fully proclaimed the gospel from Jerusalem to Illyricum. And I can offer a legacy because I, I've been living with a holy ambition to preach the gospel where he's not, his name is not known yet. But finally, I'm going to pass through Rome. And I want your assistance in order to go now to Spain, to the other part of the Roman Empire, the western uh, area of the, of the Roman Empire, to Spain, in order to preach the gospel there. If, they, if, they, if he got there, it's maybe a mystery. But he has the intention to receive assistance from the church in Rome. And for the, 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 the Greek fanatics, you know, the word assist, assist there is propempo. The idea is collaboration. And is the kind of a collaboration that includes not just resources, but human beings in between. So Paul was recruiting now the church in Rome in order to go with him to Spain. We used to live in Spain for 10 years with Patricia and my kids. Once we went to Galicia, northwest Spain. And there's a beautiful area in northwest Spain. His name is... Finisterre, in Spanish, it's Latin, but Spanish as well. Finisterre means the ends of the earth. The ends of the earth cape. And I was there with Patrice and I told her, honey, I'm going to take you to the ends, to, to the ends of the earth. <laughs> so Paul was dreaming with the ends of the earth, counting with the collaboration of the church in Rome. We are so glad for your company all of, during these years. Joining us and, and the Browns and the Mannings and the Hennings and Ivins and, and Jody and Tim and others in order to preach the gospel among their own rich. So let's pray thinking on collaboration. The church has the resources to finish the task. My prayer for the Western Church, for a wise use of its resources, including human resources. We have to finish the task, hopefully, during this generation. We have to live the gospel with words, with deeds, and with our holy lives. It's not just about proclamation. It's about showing the gospel to our neighbors, especially the ones that sometimes we believe are 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 our enemies. Sometimes the reputation of the Christian world among the unrich is not really good and sometimes they are right. Because we tend to preach forgetting to show. Sometimes we are very good preaching but not forgiving and loving the different one. Here in Costa Rica, in Europe, and in the Muslim world. So let's pray for three things. What's going to be our legacy? 
our contribution for the new generation of believers of called church. You, you have a wonderful story, history, and I'm so glad to be part of. But we are dreaming of seeing more workers like the fam- De La Cruz family, a very American last name, by the way, <laughs> going to Spain and other parts of the world. More workers for Muslims. We need more church planters. We need more people showing the gospel here and beyond. There's thousands of Orange people groups expecting the first chance to, to hear the gospel. Legacy. Let's live with ambitions. I'm, 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 I'm closing. I'm... Wait, that's not truth. Okay. <laughs> Ambition. I am afraid sometimes that we in the West are losing our holy ambitions. That we have other kind of ambitions, but not the holy ones. The ambition that Paul is sharing in this passion, in this passage, excuse me, is the kind of ambition that is dreaming to see the glory of God among the unreached. It's the kind of ambition that wants to see the name of Jesus live up among the people that don't know yet His name. That kind of ambition. The kind of ambition that is totally persuaded that there's no other name under heaven, under heaven which we can claim for salvation. The kind of ambition that, that embrace our foreigners here and beyond in Africa or in the Middle East. You know, living with Muslims during these years, I've been telling my wife, okay, honey, we have to be prepared that somebody or many people are going to be cheating us. Let's just be prepared and enjoy it. I was wrong. I am not enjoying this part. But loving, embracing, showing, serving, touching, overcoming the fear factor, showing that the gospel is different, that Jesus is different, that our faith is different with words, with deeds, and holy lives. That kind of ambition. And finally, let's do it together with collaboration. We have the resources to finish the task. Let's pray. That's going to be a bilingual prayer. Prepare for heaven. Querido Señor, gracias por tu palabra. Gracias por todo lo que tú eres. Gracias porque tú, Jesús, eres nuestra santa ambición. Porque nosotros queremos ofrecer un legado delante de tu trono y porque queremos hacerlo juntos en colaboración. We want to honor you, Lord Jesus. At the very end of the day, it's about presenting before you every single nation, tribe, and tongue worshiping side by side with us before the throne. Help us to show the kind of faith that Jesus was projecting to others. The kind of faith that, that is, is a forgiving faith. It's, it's a faith that embraces the enemy. The kind of faith that, that is offering gratitude for the persecution and suffering. Understanding that you are the Lord of history. And at the end of the day, your will be done on earth. Help us to build together a legacy. Help us to have the kind of ambition that honor your name. And help us to do it in partnership, together, in collaboration. That my every nation might come 
or will come before your throne. Thank you, dear Lord, in your name. Amen. Gracias, hermanos. Buenas tardes.